Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Last week, uh, we began looking at uh, uh, walking under or being under the spiritual authority. And before we, I'm going to continue today uh, on the same subject. And before we go further on, let me recap some of the main points that we looked at last week. You see, submission and accountability, uh, we saw that it flows from the very office of the triune God. And, uh, you know, we saw there that even though Jesus was as powerful as the Father, yet he submitted himself to the Father 100%. We also saw that the Holy Spirit, even though he was as powerful as Jesus and the Father, fully submitted to them. We saw how David submitted himself to King Saul, even though King Saul was after his life. And Paul, Apostle Paul, even though he was more powerfully used than all the other apostles, he was still accountable to them. I know he uh, brought himself under the authority of the elders in the church at Jerusalem. And then we saw from the book of Psalms 133 verses 2 and 3 that the anointing is always poured on the spiritual leader chosen by God and from the leader the anointing flows down to those under his covering his spiritual authority now that is the God ordained way of receiving the anointing that is the place where we receive our blessings and that is also the place where there's long life for us you know the reason oftentimes believers are not able to see breakthroughs or blessings in their life is they have not fully brought themselves under the covering of the spiritual authority that God has placed over them. And if you are a believer or if you are a born-again person, then it's very important that we need to have a spiritual authority over us. We need to have our Aaron, the high priest, the chief spiritual leader over us. You know, we also saw just as we don't choose our earthly parents, we don't choose our spiritual parents, it is God who places us under the leadership that God chooses. And our inheritance does not come from spiritual uncles. Thank God for all the spiritual leaders that God brings into our life. But they only take the place of a spiritual uncle. We don't receive our inheritance from them. But we receive our inheritance from our spiritual parents. Okay, so that's what we saw last week. Now, I want to continue with the same subject. You see, submission to spiritual authorities does not come naturally for us. If you ask me, that's not something that is very, very, it's not very natural because our flesh always wants to be independent. It wants to do its own things. Our human nature always wants to walk an independent life. It wants to do its own things. 
You see, we don't like anybody telling us what to do or dictating the terms to us. None of us like that. We often think that we are the better judge of what we should do. You know, we often hear the statements like, I know what I should do. You don't have to tell me what I have to do. You know, these, this is a very, very common statement, especially with this generation that you hear about. Okay, now that is a very natural human tendency. But then to submit and respect spiritual authority and leadership that God has placed over us is a sign of maturity. See, we are called to submit not only when we agree with the leadership, but all the time. Every time. See, submission does not mean that our spiritual leader should be right all the time. Get that very, very clear. It does not mean that the spiritual leader is right all the time. Leaders can go wrong because they are also human beings. We might have differences in our outlook with the leader. Our perspectives may vary. The way you look at things may not be the way the leader looks at it. In fact, you might have, we might have better ideas than the leader. Now, what do we do at times like this? Now, do we rebel <coughs> or walk out of the covering of the leader just because he is not willing to see reason with you with whatever you want to share with him? Now, this is what happens in many churches. You know, now, we don't do it in the outside world. We don't do it at our workplace. You see, just because your boss does not agree with your ideas, you don't walk out of your workplace or you don't walk out from your uh, place of where you are studying as a student just because you don't agree or your teacher or your professor does not agree with you. You don't walk out because you face consequences. You know, you walk out, you'll face the consequences. The main reason why many people walk out of the churches is because they do not agree with their pastor. That's a reason. Or the pastor is not willing, does not listen to their ideas or their suggestions. Now let me ask this question. See, how many of us walk out from our earthly family or our home, you know, our family home, just because we do not agree with our parents or we don't agree with our brothers or our sisters. You know, I'm definitely sure there is nobody sitting here or nobody who's listening to me can say that they have never had any differences or they have never had fights or clashes or disagreements with other members in their family. You know, we have all had, we had many times, we have had strong arguments, we have had strong disagreements with other people in the family. Just because I've had differences with my parents does not mean that I walk into my neighbor's house or does not mean I walk into my uncle's house and I begin to live over there. That does not mean I decide he's this so and so is not going to be my father anymore because we have had strong arguments and I'm going to disown him as my father and I'm going to call my uncle as my father. That can never happen. Even if I walk into my uncle's house, because he's my uncle, he may allow me to stay for a few days just to be nice with me. But after that, he's going to throw me out of the house if I don't go out. That's what is going to happen. 
unfortunately this is exactly what happens in the christian world this is exactly what happens in the believer world many believers do this they walk out of their spiritual home they walk out of their spiritual family and parents that god has placed them under you know one of the observations that i have made over the years is these people who have walked out of their spiritual covering or the leadership that god has placed over them who have walked out of their spiritual family they keep wandering from church to church rest of their lives because they will never be satisfied in any church and finally either they lose out on their faith they become very discouraged they become very bitter or they just give up on their faith or they become very very negative about spiritual things you know in the early 90s there was this young man that i knew i know of who was part of a church in a big city now this man was very hungry for the lord and he started growing very rapidly in in his spiritual life he, there was an exponential growth spiritually and and he became a very anointed worship leader in the church later on he got married in the same church but somewhere along the way a couple of years later what happened was he was wrongly influenced by some people in the church who were rebellious now these people had differences with the pastor the end result of that was this young man and his wife left the church they started visiting all the churches in that city the big churches the small churches the mega churches every church no matter which church they visited no matter which church they tried to attend they were never satisfied their spiritual life began to go down finally after more than 10 years of wandering in the spiritual wilderness he sent word to his old original pastor asking if he could come back to the church you know where he began his spiritual life the pastor was more than willing to forgive him and take him back into the church they came back to the church they asked for forgiveness with the pastor and today god has restored him to his old spiritual passion and he's not only leading worship but god is also using him as a worship leader powerfully in the city now, this is what this young man had to say you know he said he told his pastor he said even if you kick me out of the church i'm not going to leave the church because this is my spiritual home that's what he said he told the pastor he said you have all right to do whatever you want to do with me you have the right to shout at me you have the right to discipline me you can do anything with you but with me he said but i'm never going to leave you anymore he learned it the hard way what it means to be outside the spiritual covering of the shepherd he learned it the hard way you know let me tell you most of us that are either listening to me or you know are sitting here are not going to be part of this church for the rest of your life in a few years down the line you will be moving out of this place You know, I always tell young people when they move out of the church wherever you go the first thing that you need to do is first thing that you've got to do is find a good bible based spiritual church and be a part of that that's the first thing we got to do when we move into a new place you move into a new city wherever god takes you the first very first thing you got to do is 
look for a Bible-based spiritual church. And the reason is, you know, so that, and then, you know, uh, the reason I'm sharing this is so that you remember the principles. And once you find this church, bring yourself under the spiritual covering of the pastor or the leader of the church where God places you. That's very, very important. Do not be an outstanding believer. You know what I'm talking about is, you know, a lot of people go to churches. They are, you know, they stand, you know, they, they are there on the outer court. They are there on the last row and they watch everything and then they quietly slip away. Not that. You've got to become an integral part of the church. And another important thing that I want to I share is I tell them is, now, whichever church you go, whichever part of the world, you'll always find there are two groups of people in the church. You'll find one group that supports the pastor and there'll be another group that will always be standing against the pastor. In fact, in many churches, the favorite pastime of the believers is to talk against the pastor and tear him into pieces. You know, that's what they do in many places. You know, never ever be found in the group that stands against the pastor or the man of God. Wherever you go, remember this, never ever be part of a group that ever that speaks against the man of God or the pastor because you will miss the anointing. You will miss the favor of God. You will miss the blessings of God. Always stick very close to your shepherd. You know, Get very close to your shepherd. Get very close to the pastor that God places over you. That spiritual leader God places because there is an anointing that flows. And the anointing is the supernatural power of God to live the supernatural life. You know, the, that's why I said, if you are an outstanding Christian, you will miss out on the anointing that God wants to pour into your life. Get close to your spiritual leader. Get as close to your spiritual leader. Try to spend as much time as you possible with your spiritual leader. The more you spend time with this leader, the more the anointing of God will begin to rub on you. You know, you know I say, be with you, be there for him all the time. And I often tell this to young people, if your leader tells you to come in the middle of the night, Get ready and go. If your leader tells you to stand on your head, do that. Because, you know what, in other words, what I'm saying is, you know, be there for the leader all the time because there is an anointing. There is an anointing that flows. There is a power of God that flows. The blessings of God flows. You know, and when you're close together, the power of God will begin to flow. You know, let me answer that question. What do we do? When we have differences with our leader or with our pastor, what do we do when we do not agree on certain things? You know, it's important that we got to make known our opinions or our perspectives or our ideas to our leader. Now, when we bring it before the leadership, we got to do it prayerfully and with a lot of humility. You see, you know, don't simply go out there, go to your leader and say, I think this is right, this is the right way to do it, and we got to do it. You know, you've got to give reason why your idea is a good idea. We've got to tell that. 
you know you got to you know don't get emotional about it a lot of people make this mistake they get very emotional and they expect the leader to do that you know they they expect as soon as they say something the pastors it is the pastor's duty to agree to that and the pastor has to do that that may not happen maybe you are right you could be right and the pastor may be wrong but never get upset just because the pastor does not agree maybe the pastor uh, you know we do, should not get upset about it just because the pastor does not agree you see the pastor may not have had the revelation that you have about that particular subject you know it's important that you got to give your leader time to consider what you have shared with him after all that and if the leader is still not convinced that it's a good idea or a good suggestion do not get upset and rebel against the leadership submit to the decision the leader has made remember this no matter what decision the leader makes god is in control of every situation god is in control of every situation the reason why i am sharing it is i have made these mistakes in my own life there have been times when in my excitement i've shared a lot of ideas i've shared with a lot of with my senior pastors with my leaders and they just knocked it down i was very upset about it they didn't even consider it was just knocked out they didn't even bother to look at it i began to sulk i was very upset about it you know one day god spoke to me the lord said son the revelation that i have given you they do not have that revelation and the lord said learn to be submissive and wait you've done your job learn to be submissive and wait you see now we are people who want to look for action we always want to do something but god looks at our attitude when we look at action we want you know god looks at our attitude that is what god is interested over the years i've seen the very ideas that i've shared they began to implement many years later then the lord spoke to me when i saw them implementing the very thing that i had shared said now they are ready to do what you have shared with them the only time we have we have the freedom to walk out of the covering of our spiritual leader is when they are walking in sin or they are going against the word of god these are the only two times we have the right to walk away from the covering of the leadership if your leader is living in sin or they are doing preaching or doing something that the word of god does not agree you know god does not want you to partake in their sin god does not want you to drink from a defiled well you know so we need to move away when the leadership is living in sin you know the universal principle that we find in the bible what you sow is what you reap holds very much true it holds very much even when it comes to submission if we have not learned to be submissive to our spiritual authorities don't expect those under us to be submissive if you don't see submission in your home either from your wife or your children check your attitude towards your spiritual authorities because it's a chain reaction there's a cascading effect that takes place and if the holy spirit reveals any attitude of rebellion it's important that we need to humble ourselves confess and restore 
things in our life. You know, if God shows rebellion in us, it's important that we need to confess and turn back to God. You see, God places people in authority. The reason why God places people in authority is for the smooth operation or the smooth running of things. That there will be order and discipline in whatever is being done. Now, no parent would ever want to send their children to school that does not have an order and discipline. They always look for a school where there's a good or a strong order and discipline. They look for strong leadership that can enforce discipline in the school. That's what parents do. Now, if this is the expectation in the world outside, how much more of discipline order is expected in the kingdom of God? In my earlier uh, messages, I shared that the standards that is expected from us as believers is much higher than what the world standards are. How much more are we expected to be walking in submission and accountability to spiritual leadership? Let me take you to a passage. James chapter 3 verse 17. Let's look at the, but the wisdom of God that comes from heaven. It, look, it shows the characteristics of the wisdom of God. It says, first of all, that wisdom is pure, then peace-loving, considerate, and look that it says, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. One of the characteristics of a godly wisdom or God's wisdom is walking in submission. You see, when we are submissive to our spiritual authorities, it's an evidence that the wisdom of God is with us. We are operating in the wisdom of God. Now, the opposite is also true. You know, if walking in submission is the wisdom of God, rebellion shows the lack of godly wisdom. In other words, to be more straight, to be more blunt, it's foolishness. We are walking in foolishness. We are rebellious. Let me take you to another passage. First Peter chapter 5, verses 5 and 6. Now all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Let me tell you, humbling ourselves, walking in humility, and they go together. Now, we cannot be submissive to spiritual authorities unless we learn to humble ourselves. You know, submission and humility goes together. We cannot walk in submission. We are not willing to humble ourselves. You know, Philippians chapter 2 verse 8, it says, And being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. You know, Jesus submitted himself to the Father's authority, says that even to the point of death on the cross. Up to that point, he totally submitted himself. Now, rebellion and pride go together. Submission and humility go together. What makes us rebel is nothing but pride. And the Bible says, you know what the Bible says? Proverbs chapter 11 verse 2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility, comes wisdom. 
When we are walking, when there is pride, the next thing that follows is disgrace. Pride goes before a fall. Pride is only one step away from falling into disgrace and shame. As long as there is pride in us, we cannot be submissive. You know, your spiritual leader or your pastor may not be as capable as you are. You know, or he may not be as dynamic as you are, or he may not be as qualified as you are. Sometimes, in some churches, you have believers who know the Bible better than their pastor. You know, some of the believers can preach a better message, a better sermon than their pastor. You know, you might have led more people to the Lord than your leader. You know, you might have shared the gospel with more people than your leader would have done. You might be able to lead a worship. You might be a better worship leader. Or you may be able to organize things better than your spiritual leader. You know, maybe down the line, a few years later, you might reach one of the highest positions in the world, in your professional life. You might be highly qualified. Maybe your pastor or your spiritual leader may just be an ordinary man who comes from the village side. But that doesn't give you or me the right to walk over our spiritual leader. We got to know that. That doesn't mean, that doesn't give us the right to look down on our pastor or our spiritual leader just because he's not qualified by the worldly standards, just because he's not capable by the worldly standards that does not give us any right to override his authority that does not give us any freedom to speak against him I've seen it happen in many churches some of the young people you know just because they have been to some of the best schools the best institutions they have learned the final things in life they tend to look down or mock at the poor man of God might be coming from the village side They make fun of his dressing sense. They make fun of his eating habits. Very, very dangerous. We should be very careful. Let me show you something from the scripture. What can happen? What can go wrong? How dangerous it is. 2 Kings chapter 2 verses 23 and 24. Look at what it says. Elisha, the man of God, went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, some youths came out of the town and jeered at him. Go on up, you bald head. They said, go on up, you bald head. He turned around, looked at them and called down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the youths. Very dangerous. You know, my mother was, she's gone to be with the Lord. My mother was the woman who had the highest respect for men of God. I remember this incident once, once, when I was a young boy, in my immaturity, I made fun of a man of God. The next thing that I knew was my mother's hand whacking me on my face. I learned my lesson that day. I learned my lesson. Today, we need such fathers and mothers to drive spiritual sense into their children. Unfortunately, at the dinner table in many believers' homes, the man of God is torn into pieces verbally. Once a bishop was invited for dinner to a home, and as they were sitting around the table, 
after they had the prayers were said and it was time to eat the food the little boy was sitting at the table looked at the bishop and said bishop you cannot start eating like a pig the bishop was shocked and asked the boy why did he say that and the little boy answered that's what my mother says you eat like a pig you know when we learn to honor our spiritual fathers let me tell you we honor god we honor god even though they may not measure up to our standards if god has placed them there let us honor them when we honor god god honors us let me show you a passage from the bible the book of numbers chapter 12 verses 1 to 10 let me read that a long passage miriam and aaron began to talk against moses because of his cushite wife for he had married a cushite has the lord spoken only through moses they asked hasn't he also spoken through us the lord heard this listen there the they began to talk against moses it says and the lord heard this the lord heard this now moses was a very humble man more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth at once the lord said to moses aaron and miriam come out to the tent of meeting all three of you so the three of them came out and the lord came down in a pillar of cloud he stood at the entrance to the tent and summoned aaron and miriam and both of them stepped forward he said listen to my words when a prophet of the lord is among you i reveal myself to him in vision i speak to him in dreams but this is not true of my servant moses he is faithful in all my house with him i speak face to face clearly and not in riddles he sees the form of the lord why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant moses the anger of the lord burned against them and he left them and the cloud lifted from above the tent there stood miriam leprous like snow aaron turned towards her and saw that she had leprosy moses was the little brother of miriam and aaron but that did not give them the right to speak against moses because moses was a servant of god in often times the youngest ones are always looked down by their older siblings joseph was looked down by his elder brothers when they spoke against moses because his wife was a non-israelite passage says the lord heard it when every time you speak against a man of god remember the lord hears it I want you to know this you know god hears that and he's very very possessive of his anointed servants he's very very protective of his man, the, of the man of god now it says at once as soon as the lord heard he commanded them to come to a meeting with him he called for a meeting immediately as soon as he heard they spoke against his servant the lord called for a meeting the lord asked miriam and moses why were you not afraid to speak against my servant moses the lord doesn't say he's your little brother no he says my servant moses who gave you the authority who gave you the right to speak against my servant moses how dare 
you speak against my servant Moses. That's how the Lord is putting. See, the Lord always stands up for his leaders. He gives a testimony about Moses. He says Moses was the most humble man and he's faithful in the Lord's house. You know, if you look there, it's put in bracket, which meant that it was the Lord who specifically told Moses to put it in writing over there. And the Lord makes a statement. You know, the Lord testifies about his servant. He says, how dare you speak against my servant Moses? I know my servant. He says, the most humble man. He is faithful in the house of God. And I want to tell you this evening, we may not know the price that God's servants have paid, but God knows it and God acknowledges it. You know, and he will fight really hard on their behalf. Time and again, I've seen that. He will fight very powerful, strongly for his servants. When we speak against them, we might end up confronting the very wrath of God, the very anger of God. We will be bringing the anger of God against us. And that's dangerous. It says the anger of God burned against both of them. Look at that passage over there. It says the anger of God was burning against them. God was so angry because they spoke against his servant. God did not spare even Miriam and Aaron when they spoke against his spiritual leader, Moses. Aaron was a high priest. Miriam was a worship leader. But God did not, God did not spare them because they spoke against their spiritual leader. Let me share this real life incident. I can share many things. I can share lots and lots of stories. Let me share this incident. You know, there were these two men who were elders in the church. They had some difference of opinion with their pastor and they spoke against their pastor. You know, they formed a group to oppose the pastor and they became its ringleaders. You know, the pastor was very grieved. He was really wounded on the inside because these were the people that you really nurtured them for years and really built them up. You know what happened? <coughs> Within a month, one of them had a heart attack and he died. He was just stepping out of his wife's house, right at the entrance, out the door. He had a heart attack, he collapsed there and he died. Few years later, the other man was crossing the road in another city. He was knocked down by a vehicle and he died on the spot. And I was working in Bangalore. And I was, when I was working in Bangalore, I got to know the family of the man that who died with a heart attack was living very close to where I was staying. Decided to visit them along with a friend of mine. But what I did, you know, when I, we went there, you know, the two young girls, two of the daughters came out there to receive us and invite us inside the house. And what I saw inside the house was very painful. This was a family that lived inside once upon a time. The father was an officer in the army. But when I saw that whole family was totally shattered. One of the daughters got married to a young man from another faith, ran away from the home. The others were not doing pretty well in life. And when we came out, this friend of mine was sharing me about those two girls. He did not know we were going to that house. He said those two girls had the worst reputation in the whole neighborhood over there. 
Once upon a time, it was a godly home. But today, it stands totally shattered. The judgment of God for standing against the leader that God appointed. Let me close today with one more passage. The book of Genesis chapter 9 verses 20 to 27. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father's nakedness and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backward and covered their father's nakedness. Their faces were turned the other way so that they would not see their father's nakedness. When Noah woke up, awoke from his wine and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves will he be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God extend the territory of Japheth. May Japheth live in the tents of Shem and may Canaan be his slave. And Noah lay, was lying naked. He was drunk. Because he was drunk, his last son, Ham, saw his father's nakedness. Now, Ham did not go and tell the whole world about his father's nakedness. He only told his brothers about his father's nakedness. He only told his fellow believers in the church about his spiritual leader's nakedness. You know what his, you know what his brothers did? They walked, walked, walked backwards and covered their father's nakedness. They did not join with their father. Uh, they did not join with their brother Ham uh, to mock at the father's nakedness. Let me tell you, next time somebody comes to you and tries to share about your leader's false weakness, do not entertain that. You know, when you sit and listen to that, you are exposing the nakedness of your leader and God's judgment can come upon you. Now, when Noah got to know what his sons had done, he pronounced a curse upon Ham and his descendants. Ham was the father of Canaan. And we'll find in the Bible, the Canaanites had indulged in the worst kind of sin that was imaginable later on. And God had to destroy the Canaanites. They became slaves. They became slaves. You know, let me tell you, people of God, our lead, your leader may go wrong, but we should not rejoice in it. We should not rejoice in it. He might be lying late, naked, but it is our responsibility to cover their nakedness. We need to protect them. When the leader falls, many times people enjoy talking about it. These are juicy pieces of information. Don't sit and talk about it. Don't go around the town asking the question, did you get to know about it? Did you hear it? Our responsibility is to cover up our spiritual leaders or our spiritual fathers. Protect them and pray for them. It's our responsibility to protect them and pray for them. Do not expose them to unnecessary attacks. Remember, God does not sit quiet when we talk against the leaders, even if they are wrong. We are called to stand by our leaders and cover their nakedness, cover their weaknesses. 
We are not called to expose them. When we cover it, there is a blessing. When we protect them, there is a blessing that comes with it. That's what Shem and Japheth did. And God's blessing came upon their generation. Because they covered their father's nakedness, their generations were blessed. Shall we look to the Lord in prayer? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just want to thank you for this wonderful time. Even as we've been looking at, Lord, what it means to walk under spiritual authority, Lord. Lord, there are times when we may not agree with our leadership, Father. Lord, our perspectives may be different, Father. But that does not give us the right to walk out, Lord. That does not give us the right to speak against them, Lord. Pray, Father, that we would walk in humility. Lord, we would walk in submission to the leadership that you have placed over us, Lord. And I pray, Father, Lord, when we see, Lord, any flaws, any weaknesses in our leadership, Lord. Lord, it's not our business to expose them, but Lord, to cover them up, Lord. Lord, not to stand against them, but to protect them, Father. And as we protect them, <coughs> Lord, we know the blessings of God is going to come upon us, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. That really spoke to me. And I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this. If you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.